welcome, welcome to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis, where every day I aim to bring you the latest in UFO reports and other fascinating stories from around the globe. Today is Saturday, February 24th, 2018, and on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, join me on my talk show, The Outlander, where I answer your emails, take your calls, and interview some intriguing guests. Just go to HeidiHollis.com for more information and IRNChat.com to chat and interact and listen live to The Outlander Show. Blasting off with some UFO reports. UFO sighting in Borrego Springs, California. This occurred February 17, 2018. Two bright lights hover, then fade out. We observed two bright white like star-like objects that faded out during a camping trip. This happened at the southern end of Clark Dry Lake off Rock House, Canyon Road, due west of Borrego Springs. That is so specific. You would have to live right there on that spot to know what you're speaking of. I am pretty sure. The sighting took place in the southern sky near Sirius around 8 p.m. Precisely, Sirius was equidistant. Equidistant? I'm sorry, equidistant from the two objects and Orion. I enjoy camping and teaching people about astronomy. My fiancé wanted to show off her astronomy knowledge by pointing out Orion and Sirius. She pointed to the left of Sirius and asked, What are those stars? I said, I don't know. I'll get out my phone to look at my night sky app. That's pretty serious. I was just looking at Sirius and Orion a few minutes earlier, and I didn't see anything. She noticed how bright they were. The word she used was piercing. I said, yes, they are definitely too bright to be stars. Keep watching them. I was fumbling for my phone, and she yelled, one disappeared. I stopped fumbling for my phone and wanted to witness this for myself. About six seconds later, the second object faded out. It looked like Star Trek, beam me up type of fade away. This was about my fifth or sixth UFO experience. It was my fiance's first. Her life is changed. She is afraid of UFOs and she didn't want to see them. Mm. See that, guys? See that? Her life has changed. Imagine that. Imagine that. You see something out of the ordinary, said to not exist, and you know the night sky, and you're looking at it, and it changes on you. There's no big television screen to say that with special effects or a floater in your eyeball. Mm -mm, No. Nope. Reality just revealed itself, and um, it had a UFO in it. UFO sighting in Chapin, 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 I don't know, one of those, South Carolina, this happened February 18th, 2018, pulsating orange and red lights in the sky, inside the clouds, oh now that's different, last night, February 18th, 2018, my wife called me to the window and pointed at the clouds asking, what is that, we live in a more rural area, so, There are no city-type lights to shine. It looked as though it was heat-lightning type of event, but it never stopped. 
and it was pulsing, not flashing light, lightning. We then walked out to the back porch to get a clearer view, and it was much larger of an area of lights than anticipated. I pulled out my phone and started recording it. After a few moments, it just stopped. Like someone had just flipped a switch. <laughs> they saw you filming. <laughs> then nothing. I kept recording and my wife said, This is what it did just before I called you into the room. Apparently she watched it for a few moments from the window. Then it stopped. And once it started again, she called me in to see it. She thought it to be strange. Once the light shut off, the hair on my arms stood up like crazy. We then contacted the local TV station to see if there was anyone else who reported this, and they said no. Of course they would. I explained the situation and sent them the video. They reviewed it and said they thought it was lights reflecting from emergency vehicles. Oh, wow. I do not buy that as the light was so high in the sky and they also said there were no emergencies or anything in our area at that time. What I honestly thought it was when I first say it was a house on fire and the light emitted from the fire was being reflected by lower clouds. That's how bright the red and orange was. Then it just shut off. I knew it was not a fire. Again, I do have video of the incident from the time we walked outside. It was very odd. We then did some research online to see if anyone had reported anything similar. My wife found a woman who put a post three hours prior of a woman in Mississippi who described exactly what we saw. Mississippi to South Carolina is not just around the corner. Just odd. Okay, guys, I'm going to click this. I'm going to see. I'm going to see if this video exists. Let's see if they put it on here because that would be pretty cool if they did. Darn it all to heck, there's no video or picture. Okay, well, I tried. UFO sighting in Gainsborough, England. This is a blast from the past. This happened August 3rd, 1998. It was three years after I took the picture before I found it. Oh. I just bought a new camera and was trying it out by swizzling it around. Swizzle. Uh, it must be something British. And napping pictures. <laughs> Swizzle and napping. We sleep when we say napping. Um, to see if there was any blurring. I took about 10 pictures doing the same thing. I only looked at the first couple and they seemed good quality. So I downloaded them into a file on my computer and never thought any more about it. Then I acquired a program called Picasa which found lots of photos on my photo. Looking through them, I spotted this one. I thought it might have been a bird in flight and passed it by. I have never bothered too much about it, and it might be nothing at all. I will let you judge. Best regards, Derek. All right, Derek. Derek, me and the listeners, we're going we're gonna to poke our heads in at this wild and crazy photo of yours. Let's see what we think. Oh! Oh, 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 are you kidding me, Derek? Oh, wow. That is a, that is a classic UFO, guys. This is a, he caught a UFO. He caught a pretty good sized one, too. That is a, it's got a dome on top and everything. That's no bird. <laughs> wow. 
you guys got to see that one. That was a doozy. Wow. Okay. All right. And it's from 98. Huh. That is, I dig it. I dig it. You know, I love when I catch some of these that are just fantastic. I don't go look at all of them. But maybe I should. All right. <laughs> this next UFO sighting happened in Topeka, Kansas. This happened July 31st, 2017. I woke to two beings floating in my bedroom. That's not a UFO sighting. Whew, okay, let's breathe, guys. All right, just wanted to share an experience I had a couple of months ago to see if anyone else could help me try and understand better what is going on and if anyone else has experienced something similar. The date is between August 21st, 2017, the solar eclipse, and August 31st, 2017. My husband and I woke around 3 a.m. to sounds outside our bedroom door. When we looked outside, we found our dogs crying to be let in. But we had locked our dogs in their crate before going to bed, and our backyard gate is locked as well. Jokingly, my husband said, I think aliens teleported the dogs outside. <laughs> that is so funny. You guys have no idea what my computer just did. It was hilarious. It said there are too many grammatical errors. Okay. <laughs> There are too many spelling or grammatical errors on this, this document to continue displaying them. To check the spelling and grammar of this document, choose spelling and grammar from the review tab. Did, don't I always say, don't I always say, oh my gosh, you guys need to edit your stuff because I am reading like another language with the so-called English that people are putting in these reports. And just now, my word... Microsoft Word just rejected this BS is what they just put. And I mean, that was funny. I have never had a document be so poorly written that the computer gave up. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was unique. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. Where was I? Okay. Jokingly, my husband said, I think aliens teleported teleported the dogs outside. And I said, I hope so. That would be awesome. My husband put the dogs back in their crate and we went back to sleep. Oh, they were really outside. But within a few minutes, our bedroom door opened again. And when I turned to look, two little beings floated into the room. Oh, come on now. As soon as they saw me looking at them, I was instantly knocked into paralysis and could not move at all. Oh, those little stinkers. This also shifted time into a super slow motion flow. I began to struggle and freaking out, and that seemed to then knock me out of my body into another plane or dimension. I could now move, and when I rolled over to look up at this being, it had black colored wind moving behind and around it in slow motion. Oh, this sounds familiar. I never saw the second being that seemed to stand guard at the door, but I somehow knew it was there. It was hard to focus on it because time seemed to slow way down. And, <laughs> and it was as if my vision would vibrate when I looked at it. It had an extremely white head, a pimple, 
Just kidding. <laughs> had an extremely white head shaped like a Chinese dragon mask. Huh? I thought it might be a mask at first with very protruding brows and forehead. I then saw it had a very slim neck and a collar at the top of the suit it was wearing. It was gray and form-fitting with a belt or a band in the middle. The energy it was putting off was very unfamiliar to me, and I did not like the feeling of it. I immediately noticed that I could feel myself outside of my body from above at the same time that I could feel it from below in bed. Ooh. Okay. I could see and remember everything at the same time from both locations. My instincts told me to create a protection field around my husband and I in bed. And I pushed out this blue sphere of light around us from, from below. But as I was watching myself do this from above it, it looked like a flat blue circle instead of three-dimensional. I was really struggling from below to move and wake my husband up. I could start to feel myself swaying and trying to shake. From above, the energy was so uncomfortable that I wanted to get out of the room immediately. I started floating out my door and then hovering above my pool outside. It was well lit outside, not sure if it was close to a full moon or it was an artificial light from above. I felt as if my body inside could almost break free from the paralysis when I was sucked back into my room and I shot up in bed. I woke my husband up and said, they were just here floating around like Peter Pan. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's what you really said, Peter Pan. He could also feel that something was off and didn't quite know what was going on. He ended up getting our 9mm out and stayed up in the living room for the rest of the night. Now that's cool that you weren't doubted. The time on the clock when this started was 3.23. And when I shot up in bed, it was 4.14. I wrote everything down to try and make sense of it all. And a few months later, my notes disappeared. <gasps> oh, wow. I knew something was missing in that hour in between the beginning of the end of the experience. So I went to a hypnosis to try and recover my memories. Oh, go on, go. All right, girlfriend. <laughs> they did this on February 9th, 2018. Hypnosis sessions there was an hour of missing time from the night the two beings came into my room. And this is what came to the surface during my hypnosis session. Ooh, boy, we're in for a treat tonight, everybody. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately for this person, I felt sucked out of my bedroom and floated out above our pool outside through the sliding glass door. I then remember being in an extremely bright white room that eventually turned into a large oval-shaped room with a metallic table in the center. I floated over to the table and realized that there were other beings in the room with me. They were very tall with white robes on, and they look like praying mantises. Oh, no, not them. Those things are gross, and they need a fly swatter to meet their end. Oh, no. There were two or three of them, very big-looking heads. There is a strange hum to everything. 
I then felt a warm golden light start to shine down on me from above, and it seemed as if they were scanning me, downloading and uploading energy software or information. And then there were all kinds of lights that formed into small bubbles that seemed to have movies or videos playing inside of them floating all around me. I then floated horizontally next to another being that I could not remember seeing, just knew it was guiding me down a long corridor of openings, and I then I remember being submerged in a thick gel-like water they were cooking you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was pulsing with electricity, and I felt my body being pulled outward as if I was being flattened with the waves of energy. The hum in the silence was very loud, and I felt myself being pulled into a wormhole or tunnel. It was pumping me through it like an ocean current, ten feet forward, three feet back, and I felt like this light led me back towards my bedroom. As I looked back up into this light, there were four blue beings looking back down at me from above. I then shot up in my bed in my room again, knowing instantly that the two beings were just in my room, floating around like Peter Pan right before all this happened. It was as if I had floated above my pool and then was instantly sucked back into my room and body before recovering these memories during my hypnosis session. I do remember other humans being in this place also, whether they were helping or being helped also. Huh? Helping or being helped? That's an interesting statement. This place did not feel as if it existed in this reality or time or universe. It was somehow completely separate and outside of everything. After this experience, I went to a float tank. Oh, you're just digging. I just like that. You guys know what a float tank. It's like a sensory deprivation tank where you don't see, you don't, you just float, you float, you float. You're in the dark and you're in body temperature water. It's, uh, it can help you see things. That's for sure. They did this on October 22nd, 2017, and have memories of being in a craft and traveling through wormholes out in the universe. That night, I woke up to a violent episode where my eyes were banging around in my head so hard that I couldn't move without throwing up for hours in the bathroom and had to be taken to a vertigo specialist that diagnosed me with BPPV and I have had issues with it to this day still. Oh, I'm an artist and I plan to try and draw or create images from what I saw this year. Oh my goodness. Can you believe this? Can you believe what this person experienced? Can you believe this? I believe it. Why do they have to be a praying mantis? They are not good guys, you guys, just so you know. Praying mantis are probably the ugliest bug known to mankind outside of spiders. That's all I'm going to say. And yes, I know spiders are arachnid, whatever, pieces of garbage um, that would eat a praying mantis. But I think a praying mantis could probably kick the tar out of a spider. Probably most spiders. And these mothers are like six feet tall or more. 
these uh, well, actually bigger. I heard of eight feet, ten feet, twelve feet tall. Can you imagine something that looks just like a bug? I'm talking about with the hooked arms and all, coming and staring at you. That's what these aliens look like. They are very popular, and this poor person. I don't know what it is, but the praying mantis are coming around a lot more lately. I don't hear a ton of like grays just working solo. But she did see Grays initially. But see how they come and they work together? Band of Thieves. I thought they didn't work very well together. I guess they figured it out. So we got to figure them out before they get the lake up on us. Oh, hold on. They are. And they snatched this poor person and made them forget all about it. Oh, so disturbing. And it's as if she was punished because she remembered this stuff. <laughs> and was made to slam her eyeballs around inside of her head and still has vertigo issues bppv that's uh you know when your eyes jump beep boom nystagmus like type of thing um in her ear and all that good stuff not good but horrible stuff and yeah it'll make you nauseous and vomitous for quite some time or forever not cool that is so horrible Hypnosis sessions, you know, people want to remember stuff and hope that they get answers to what it is they experience. And oftentimes, they regret knowing what it is they uncovered. Unfortunately, that is so horrifically sad. I am so sorry that happened to you. Um, sorry, some of these stories, they, uh, they lend more time because it's just that important. All right, so I am flipping through here. Oh, my, what did I do to this one here? I've got tons of UFO stories and I don't I don't go through these things I just I just grab them randomly and just see what happens and oftentimes we get some doozies and a doozy is what I'm looking for hold on we are next going to jump into a paranormal point of a story because we do like the paranormal still too don't we I think we do this one is called ghosts of the old jail this person is sharing their story, and they say, This story is not particularly scary, but it's compelling. I don't know what that means. I have been a casual believer in the paranormal for some time now, but I had never experienced anything until last year. I live in northern Florida, which has a history older than most of the U.S. We have St. Augustine and Savannah, two of the oldest and most haunted cities in the U.S., close by, for example. I was working on a documentary project about local history as a sort of senior project. For one of my scenes, I went to an old jail in a town nearby, my own town. This jail doubles as a history center and is in a small historical area. The jail itself resembles a schoolhouse, almost. A long, narrow white building with bars on all the windows and a heavy door. I experienced two events that I have deemed paranormal. Again, these stories are not particularly paranormal, but I cannot find an explanation for them. Hey, hey. You know, hey, whatever. You know, we all have our own judgment, don't we? The first time I went to the jail, I came with a camcorder to record the exterior and interview people who worked there about the history. Well, I came at a time they were closed, so... I settled for recording the exterior. After walking around the exterior, I thought I could get a really good shot of the jail looking at the door. I filmed for a few seconds and looked at it on my camera. I found it was good, so I began to pack up my equipment. As I was doing so, I heard a burst of speech come from inside the jail, like what you would hear at a party or something with a bunch of people. and 
Then a sound like the cell bars were being rattled. Mm, the party inside? That's not a place to party. This caught my it caught me completely off guard because I had tried the door and it was locked and I was the only car in the parking lot. I then thought that it could have been a radio from a car driving past the jail, but I was certain it came from inside the jail. I left confused, but resolved to return. A few weeks later, I returned to the jail to interview employees for my history documentary. The person I spoke to uh, told me that the jail was in fact haunted and told me some of her stories and that it had been featured on some ghost hunting shows. She then asked if I wanted to see the inside of the jail. You know I accepted that offer. She opened the door for me and told me I'd have to go inside and explore by myself because she had to help other visitors in the office. Oh, she set you up. She so set you up. A thick wall separated the office from the jail. You had to go outside to go between the two sides, but to have fun and go upstairs if I wanted to see maximum security. Inside the jail was a small room, like an office booking room, I guess. There was a doorway to the left and right, and I chose to go to the left. On the left was a small landing with stairs going up the second floor, with a corridor running parallel to the stairs. There was a room with an open door along the corridor. I set up my tripod and filmed a few scenes to voiceover. After I finished this, I took my camera and made to go upstairs. When a few things happened at once. People say that the paranormal encounters, they frequently encounter feelings of paranoia or outright fear. For me, it wasn't immediate, but I started feeling a slow, crawling feeling of dread. About halfway up the stairs, this feeling grew until I felt threatened. I slowly walked back down, feeling I should tread carefully. I wasn't welcome upstairs, and I wasn't going to push whatever was giving me such dread. At the bottom again, I felt uneasy still, but I wanted to get one more shot of the jail. Before I could do this, however, the open door to the corridor next to the stairs slowly began to close on its own. At this point, I was done. I didn't walk, but practically leaped to the door leading outside. I lied to the employee and said I went outside and decided that was enough filming for the day. For a few days afterwards, I sort of regretted not going upstairs. After doing some research, however, I now recognized it was probably a smart move. Apparently, several people were killed during the jail's history. There were at least a dozen hangings in about 50 years' time, and a warden was grabbed and violently stabbed to death by an inmate. I believe this commotion was what I heard during my first visit to the jail. The picture I included is of the cell the warden was killed in. I found it online. I, bec I because, huh? I because, I because, like I said, <laughs> never quite made it upstairs. In addition, I have found that paranormal investigators have been scratched, hit, pushed, and otherwise physically assaulted in the jail during investigations. After learning this, I am not so disappointed in myself for not going upstairs. That's true. You, you were smart. Anyways, thanks for the opportunity to tell my story. I know it was somewhat long, but I hope that taking a logical approach to my story might make it a bit more believable than just saying, I heard ghosts and got scared.
The paranormal does exist, and sometimes it shows up when it is the last thing on our minds. And no, I never did finish my documentary. Oh, darn. Darn it all. You know, a lot of people, if they don't trust their gut, and, and we know when we're being hunted and threatened. We feel it. And you don't pay attention, and then, oh, oh, I got smacked. Oh, the ghost bit me. Oh, oh did it. It followed me home. Oh, did you did you get a sixth sense that something was going to happen? Well, yeah, but you kept going. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I have to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis. And be sure to check out UFOHeadlineNews.com every single day. And also tune into my other two weekly shows, The Outlander on Fridays, and I co-host on The Kevin Cook Show every Tuesdays. Both shows are at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And also visit my paranormal comic strip, The Outlanders, at TheOutlandersComic.com. Direct links can be found everywhere on the site and HeidiHollis.com. And remember, if you've experienced something out of the ordinary and want some level-headed advice, or if you've seen a UFO and want to share, be sure to write me at UHN at InceptionRadioNetwork.com. Remember always to keep an open mind so you can stay informed and inspired.